0: This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM
1: 101.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee. This is the Chandler Anderson Show, providing the community with nonpartisan, reliable information regarding medical issues of the day.
2: I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue.
1: Text the show to 931-446-7865. I'm my own mind, I'm good for some, but I'm not for everyone. Each week, we recognize a citizen of the week for outstanding contributions to the community. This is the Chandler Anderson Show, presented by Right Care.
2: I'm a legend of my own mind, I'm good for some, but I'm not for everyone. Yeah, I'm good for some.
3: I'm not for everyone. All right, guys, it is. Can you hear me, Mike? It is Tuesday night. We're here for the Chandler Anderson show. And I was off last week. We played a old uh, show in honor of Burt Prentice, a late friend of mine who passed away um, due to cancer. Had beat it several times and he uh, lost it in, um, lost it in overtime. God bless him. He uh, Bert had a huge impact to every wrestling fan here in Murray County. He used to run the show here in town, and uh, he's ran a show in just about every town in <laughs> Tennessee. Um, but God bless him, and he uh, they have retired USA Championship Wrestling, as I understand his his flagship show. So um, tonight we're going to talk about dementia um, because it's. Uh, it's talked about a lot in different circles but it's one of the most devastating diseases that a person can have because um if you think about it you know for me i'm the father of my three kids what happens when the person you go to for advice starts to slip you know and starts to have trouble remembering things and um you know the sunday before last i um ended up in the hospital where i had a mini stroke a little tia they call it and i had they called it transient global amnesia i got i thought it was 1999 uh, my neighbor and molly were in the er with me and for some reason i thought it was august 1st 1999 they said i don't remember it didn't know molly because i didn't meet her at that time i didn't know my kids so and then it resolved so now i'm on blood thinner after blood thinner after blood thinner so you know
0: why 99 If you have any I idea i have no idea
3: <laughs> no idea and imagine the covid guy asking people why they're wearing masks and there ER. you <laughs> are so there's that but anyway guys uh, i want to talk to you about dementia and then i want to talk to you about some folks in the community that are doing some things to help folks who are caretakers for people with dementia um When we talk about dementia, it's not really a, if we say dementia, that's not really a diagnosis. It's not like a specific disease. It's a term that kind of describes an inability to uh, remember things like you normally would or think through things or make decisions um, to the point it starts interfering in your everyday life. Um, And Mike, your mother's older. How old is she?
0: Will be 78.
3: Right. So, you know, as we get older, we have some normal things that Mm -hmm. happen. Your muscles get a little weaker. Your bones are a little weaker, a little more frail, especially if you don't do calcium supplements Mm -hmm. and things like that. And vitamin D deficiency, which if we've learned anything from COVID, it's that everybody has a low (laughs) vitamin D. (laughs) Vitamin D helps your body absorb calcium. You know, we get get a little more frail as we get older. But what we shouldn't get is – Memory deficits that start to infer our ability to take care of ourselves. Now, there are some normal memory things. Like you may forget the name of an acquaintance, like somebody you know, but they're not your friend, really. They're not your family. Um, You forget, you know, you may struggle to find the right word sometimes. I do that at 43, you know. Um, Misplace your keys every now and then, I mean— that happens once a week with me, you know. I mean, that's why Apple created the little tags and then the tile things. And remember the, I don't know if you remember the commercials on TV where you would whistle and the thing would whistle back and tell you where your keys were. I mean, this is yep. a problem as old as, you know, anything. Um, you know, forgetting maybe some recent events, but not long-term things. You know, you don't forget, you know, your wedding day or the birth of your child or children, you um, you know, there's normal aging that happens, and then there's dementia uh, and the different types of of dementia. Um, Dementia is um, a very devastating disease for people. Um, It's scary for the people with it. You know, I've often debated, like, What would I rather have happen? Like, if I'm going to have a slow, progressive decline, do I want my body to go out first and my brain still be intact? That's kind of tough because you'll want to go do things, but then your body's not going to let you, like people with congestive Mm -hmm. heart failure. I remember my dad, he loved to go fishing, but he had to sell his boat because he couldn't winch it up onto the trailer anymore because he had chest pain every time he did. Um, You know, he couldn't clean it like he wanted to, so – he got rid of his boat. And one of the first things I did when I got to MP school was buy a boat. Well, actually, before that, because he loved to fish, he just couldn't do it anymore as far as taking care of the boat and things like that. So, you know, and then you look at the other side where your brain kind of goes first and your body's still fairly, you know, um, competent to take care of yourself if your brain would work. Um, both of those just seem like really, really tough positions to be in and you know, that's when you have to start thinking about, all right, who's gonna take care of me when I'm older, you know, who's gonna watch out for watch out for me And, and, and be the one to come and say, hey, this is not right. You know, I I do the clinics but I also work at a hospital, a psych hospital for the elderly. And, you know, it is it's sad to see what happens to people because people are in there. I remember one one fella that I was checking him out and he looked up at me and he said i'm still in here you know but he was confused but he looked me i mean it was one of those into my soul looks and said i'm still in here yeah and then he went back to kind of staring off you know um you know it, it's tough and it's tough on family members um and god bless all those caregivers you know you think about the little ladies that are married uh, to these big old guys and they're five one and their husband's six two and they're trying to take care of them you know that's it's tough um but you would be amazed at the resiliency of um of a spouse you know and then you got the inverse of that you got a a man who's taking care of his 80 year old wife and he's not used to doing that and he's trying to figure out you know back in the day men really didn't change diapers and things like that so he's trying to figure out how to take care of an incontinent person you know because The last thing anybody wants is to put their husband or wife in assisted living or in a nursing home because those emotions are really hard to process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and a lot of times, you know, some of the common things you hear people say is I feel like I failed. I feel like I let them down. It was supposed to be to death do us part. And here I'm doing this. And it is really, really hard on the family to try to do this. And it's hard on these patients um, because, you know, you see aggression sometimes, and it, when you think about it, it's easy to understand why there's aggression, because yeah. this person's frustrated. You know, they they may be used to being the CEO of a company, and now they can't remember how to, you know, get from their house to the mailbox, you know, and that happens, and it's it's really tough, and, you know, as I look back over my career, I started in a nursing home, and I remember a, um, a man with... Um, alzheimer's dementia and we'll talk about the different types but um you know he didn't know his family his family was loyal they came every single day his wife came fed him supper every night i mean they took care of him and he and he couldn't help it he didn't know where he was he he'd be aggressive and violent and you know and his poor wife had such a hard time seeing him like that because this had been a man who did for everybody. When people needed help, he was the guy they called. And he just kind of withered away because of Alzheimer's and it's it's sad that, you know, people's brain sometimes let lets us down.
0: Yeah, I I've, I've wondered sometimes uh, I noticed a uh, couple of situations that I'm familiar with. My my father-in-law would get aggravated in that he he could tell something was happening to him. He knew, you know, and, and he said, I have a hard time explaining it because I can't come up with the words anymore. Right. And he used to be be a very eloquent man. And it would just frustrate him to no end is that he knew what he wanted to say. He just couldn't come up, he couldn't remember the words to say it. Um, and then uh, my mom, on the other hand, now I heard, her her memory situation's a little bit different. Uh, she's she attributes it, and her, and her doctors kind of confirm it. But she's uh, you know she's had um, several several rounds of chemotherapy. Oh yeah, that can be rough and, on, the, and, on any vessel yeah, too. She's she's nicknamed it chemo brain, yeah. and uh, it's it to me the best way I can describe it is Swiss cheese memory. Yeah. She has vivid memories of certain things, and then there's just gaps, gaps where things just don't make like, any ke- sense. hard horrible. And
3: stuff. You know, adriamycin, and, they used to call it the red devil. I think that's yeah. the right name. Anybody listening, if I'm wrong, say it. But, you know, it, it was one of those drugs that was so bad on the vessels. Almost five years to the day of your last dose, you would have a heart attack. Like people, I mean, they could predict, like, you need to be taking an aspirin. Mm. You need to be doing this. Mm. Your doctor needs to be following you because we know Mm. that it's so tough on the blood vessels. But what do you do? It's cancer. We got a risk versus benefit. Um, You know, and as we get into this, there's a couple of things I want you to keep in mind. Number one, if you see a change in your spouse or your parent or your loved one, get them to a doctor. Don't wait and see if it gets worse just take them you know uh, they may put it off they may kind of poo-poo it off because it's hard to admit that you're having trouble
0: well one of the last things we ever want to give up is control right
3: and that and that independence and
0: those that people that realize something is going on you know like my this this is the thing that frustrated my father-in-law so much he was so used to being in control you know, of himself, of his situation, of his home, and...
3: Finances, yeah, I mean, and, that's and, and hard it was, to give up. And it
0: was just, it was really, really frustrating in, in that he had to realize, I'm just not, I can't do what I used to do. Right. I can't take care of the things I used to take care of because I just, I know I'm supposed to. I know I'm supposed to know how. I know I right. did it for years, but I can't remember how. Right. And that would just drive him... You know it's making it making irritable you know well, and,
3: and and dementia needs to be a diagnosis of exclusion meaning that mm-hmm. you've ruled out other things mm-hmm. and we'll talk about those other things like urinary tract infections and depression because depression can really mimic a lot of different things low thyroid function is another one vitamin def- things as basic as b12 deficiencies or folate deficiencies can do it um You know, the other thing is, you know, let's say that you're an an older person and you lose your spouse. Well, I mean, most people got married at that, you know, most people that are in their 80s now got married at 16. You know, and a lot of them married older men in their 20s. And the way society was is he was a decision maker. He was the breadwinner. And now, and and I know some ladies that, that are in their 80s, they don't drive. They just never learned to drive. You know, my grandmother, she learned to drive not well, but she learned to drive, you know. But uh, Look out, world here. Right. I, come. I mean, but my other grandmother, Miss Sarah Anderson, she never drove. You know, the one that was a Wallace mm-hmm. by maiden name, she that I know of never drove, you know. And so um, you take it, that situation and you lose a spouse and. Depression is real and it can mimic Alzheimer's. You start having memory deficits. You start having what we call anhedonia, where you just don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to do the things that are enjoyable anymore. You start isolating from your friends. You stop taking care of yourself. And if you're a female, especially, if you're not bathing regularly, well, you've got a lot of bacteria there and. You end up with a urinary mm-hmm. tract infection that complicates things. Um, you know, one of the first things in the ER that we do is, you know, when I worked there is you had an older person that was confused or an older person that was combative, a urine. Because a lot of times a simple urinary tract infection that in most women in their 40s causes a little burning, a little discomfort, and an older person can make them mimic a stroke. You know, they can be confused and be dizzy. So you got to rule out that cerebellar stroke, but then get a urine. Um, The other thing is just don't blow it off. You know, polypharmacy is another one. Um, If you look at the med list of some of these older people, it's like, well, I get why you can't tell me (laughs) what you're (laughs) on because you're on 50 things, you know. Um, You know, it's just it's just crazy the other thing is trouble sleeping i mean you think about you you take um the trouble sleeping at your age or my age we're not our best the next day or if we don't wear our CPAP, i don't know if you wear a CPAP but yes, if i, I don't do. wear mine yeah i'm miserable the next day i have a headache the I'm entire miserable day that night. <laughs> right i've had a headache the entire and so, day and so
0: and so's anybody in the room with me right Right,
3: because of snoring yeah. yeah but you know it's just really tough and i hope that people start as they get older they start thinking about all right what is my plan if something happens to me what is my plan if something happens to my spouse what is that because those are decisions that when you talk about prevention and pre-planning and things like that durable power of attorneys what happened let's take delt for instance you know he's not elderly elderly but he's not 20 anymore what happens when you have somebody that's as brilliant as delt that starts to decline you know he owns the radio stations Mm -hmm. now Mayor susan's a wonderful woman and brilliant and very capable of running things but what do you do when you have a somebody that's like delt that's super intelligent friendly socialite Mm -hmm. and he starts to slip a little bit you know that Uh, that makes it that makes it tough because who's who goes to Delk right
0: yeah
3: i maybe me you know but clayton probably may not feel comfortable you may not i mean who goes to Delk and says hey something's not right here well something's not right you know um so you know it, it As we talk through this tonight, if if we can, let's put Delk in these situations because we know Delk and people who listen to the show know Delk. And we all love him and, you know, and but we can probably see how tough it would be for Delk to acclimate somebody having to bathe him or somebody having to make sure he's clean or Mm -hmm. he's fed. It'd be very, very difficult. Um, So what's not normal in aging is loss of old memories like loss of mm-hmm. when your children were born and trouble with language trouble calling things mm-hmm. the right thing you may have trouble finding a word i do that now right. you know but you know, spoiler alert, anybody that knows me knows I eat the same thing almost every day. Taco Bell, same thing, because I know <laughs> how many carbs are in it. I know there's no sugar. I asked the guy at the window, this is Pepsi Zero, right? You know, uh, and, you know, if I get to Taco Bell and have to go, um, I want a cheeseburger. Yeah, something's wrong. You know, if any of my kids are in the car, they need to say, Dad, something not right here.
0: Yeah, this is something that uh, I said my father-in-law. He he used to love to tie uh, flies.
3: Oh, yeah, and, yeah.
0: And, you know, which is not the most difficult thing, but there is some some my yeah. you know, well, A skill, yeah. there's a fine motor skill. Fine motor skills, but there's also a certain procedure that you have to right. follow. You know, use this tool, use this tool, you know, use this thread, wrap it, and stuff like that. And he started noticing that he was having a hard time remembering how to tie his tie, you know, to to tie these flies. And, and it was, you know, that was where he first started going, hold it. You know, this, there's something. And like you said, he, no, it'll, it'll go away. Or maybe it's my medicine or something like that. I'm getting older. Yeah. I'm just getting older and, and things are getting harder to remember. Uh, but then he, uh, that to me, the most frustrating thing for him was his realization that something wasn't right. His own realization that something wasn't right, but he just couldn't. Then he had enough. He, the, the, the dementia had taken enough hold of him that he couldn't put his finger on what wasn't what wasn't right.
3: Right. Well, and it and, makes it hard. You yeah. Know, I mean, just
0: and it. and it, it didn't last. You know, it didn't last very long. wasn't very strong, but it, but it was enough to notice. And, right. And it was enough for him to notice. And that was really what was was hard.
3: To well, watch. and as a man, you know, it's hard to admit you got some problem. You know, it really is. All right, guys, we're going to take our first break, come back. We're going to talk about what dementia is. What are some symptoms of dementia that you need to be concerned about? And what are some examples and things like that? My grandmother had dementia. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. One of the funniest things about her was um, I knew her when she wasn't demented, but she was always a character, but she was always hard of hearing my entire life. I always said she was 92 when I was born, it seemed like, you know. (laughs) But... uh, i, I got a funny story when we
1: come back. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
4: Three, two, one.
3: Hey, folks, this is Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Clinic, located in front of Walmart. We've been open 11 years there now, and 11 seems to be our magic number. We open at 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and we're open seven days a week to make sure that you get the right care you need. Come on by and see Caitlin, Kim, and Robert, and they'll get you the right care. Remember, we were there for you during COVID. We never shut our doors. Right Care Walking Clinic, located in front of Walmart, open 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day of the week. Remember, folks, we stay late so you don't wait. I <laughs>
5: Merry Christmas, everyone.
3: Whoa, hold on. It's way too early for that. Hello, this is Rick and Terry
0: Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. It's already October and Christmas is getting closer.
5: Let Tillis Jewelry help make this holiday season a little less stressful. Did you know we offer layaway? Come in, select the perfect gifts for your loved ones, put 20% down, and then pay it off before Christmas. And you know we carry a great selection of -of one-of-a-kind pieces, vintage jewelry, diamonds, and more. Stop by and let us help you find that perfect gift.
7: We started listening to your station, and everybody likes it. It's awesome. Yes, it's awesome. We absolutely love
2: it. Here we go. I'm like Scotch inside a girl band. I'm like B-side town's Vans and I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my
1: tongue. You're listening to The Chandler Anderson Show. Contact the show via text at 931-446-7865. But I'm not for.
3: All right, guys, we're back. Uh, the elephant in the room—no pun intended. Alabama got it <laughs> handed to them Saturday. Mike's over here smiling like the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> Oklahoma no, is now in the top five. I'm we know, just, Mike. We know.
0: Nah, hold it, no, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's my team. So, and they're not—they're—they're—they're they're, they're climbing, but they're not anywhere near.
3: Texas a and had a decent team. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, people want to knock it, yeah. but they had a decent team. Yeah, and, and honestly, um, that's, that's the
0: worst. That's the worst I've seen Alabama play in about five years too. So, uh, you know, it was a perfect storm. Man, you know, it was one of those things. Saban's
3: halftime yeah. little talk. I thought yeah. something ain't right. Yeah, he's, <laughs> like, yeah, he he's so something. mad. He's having yeah. a minute stroke. <laughs> he
0: starts. He starts chuckling and laughing, You know, I thought hold it. Somebody, oh, that's that crazy it, laugh. That's yeah, like when yeah. your
3: dad starts laughing as his belt comes I off. My wife,
0: uh, I told my wife he's laughing now when he gets into the locker room. The, paint, the paint's coming off the walls.
3: <laughs> that's right. God, God bless, uh, God bless Mississippi State.
0: But uh, yeah, uh, they're going they're going to be paying the price for it. And uh, but that's that's the life you choose when you get into this game.
3: Yep, that yeah, that is we, it. We I all—all
0: mean, all of us have been a part of it, both players and coaches. No, uh,
3: God yeah. bless Mississippi. State. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know I have Mississippi said. State, well, you're about to get a hold of no, a bear. Nobody <laughs> was more upset about <laughs> Alabama losing <laughs> Mississippi than Mississippi State. State. So, <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, they're
3: they're
0: they're kind of they're kind of dreading Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can, I, I can tell it. Yeah, God bless them.
3: All right, so let's talk about symptoms of dementia. You know, we talked about. You know, occasionally misplacing your car keys. But, you know, you shouldn't be getting lost in a familiar neighborhood. You see what I'm saying? You shouldn't. Um, you should better find your way home. You know, um, I get lost in Publix. We went to Publix on vacation. I thought, know what aisle I mean? You know, I mean, but yeah, to but get lost on the way home yeah, is that's, problematic.
0: Stores, stores are notorious for changing their floor plans a lot.
3: Oh, I'd never even been in that's this where, one. It was you know, just big. Yeah, just making you sure
0: know. that you have to go wander through the whole
3: store. To, right, we want to yeah. make sure is not really a good. A good yeah, <laughs> we want to <laughs> make sure you get your Johnson and Johnson yeah. by <laughs> Johnson and Johnson yeah, vaccine. If you go through the whole
0: store to get that bread and milk, that's right. in the back of the store, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right,
3: yeah. You know, I always say that Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccine is the impulse, you know, aisle yeah. right there before you check out, you know, because it's one shot, you don't have to wait, but it's not very effective, yeah. you know. Um, but the other thing is using unusual words to refer to a familiar object. You know, you start calling your dog by the wrong name uh, or you, you know, you start, uh, somebody just texted, I should have used all these. I never have a quarter, so I can't get a bag. So I'm walking <laughs> around with four avocados in my arm and trying to pick up stuff. I don't have Bring a quarter. Well, I don't just
0: keep it. Just keep it in your car
3: how all the time. You know how many kids I got? What's one bag going to do? <laughs> Ain't the liquor store, Mike. I can get by with a bag in a liquor store. Not at the grocery store. I have to feed Cole Anderson. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that. Um, they, they,
0: they do make duffel bags for the, somebody, that
3: size. <laughs> somebody just takes this, what you get trying to be fancy. <laughs> That's right. Are we getting the Publix in the mall? Is that what's going on? I, people keep saying that. And I I'm keep like, hearing rumors. I'm like, don't play uh, with my emotions,
0: people. I'm hearing rumors, but uh, you know how good rumors are.
3: Well, it's like uh, somebody said, uh, uh, Man, I had to come home and change out my jogging pants and house shoes at, from, being, from being at Walmart because now I got to go to Target. i like, you know, that's the way I am with Publix. Like, man, if I'm going to Publix, I need to take a shower and get my hair, you know, what little I got left, you know, but, um, get, holy, the right, get the right hat on. That's right. Right <laughs> hat on. Make sure my shoes match. Um, for, you know, forgetting the name of a close family member or friend, you start forgetting the name of your brothers or your kids. That's, that's problematic and of course this is all together mm-hmm. i mean because look i run through three like you know when you yeah. have three kids you have to play zone you can't do man to man so i'm like abby jack cole you know one of you <laughs> has done this you know <laughs> but um, uh
0: yeah i was one of my you know my father-in-law he, he threatened to name his last boat Shatislaw. his oldest daughter was sharon Middle daughters, my wife, is Teresa, and his youngest daughter is Laura. And he would get frustrated and go, shot, teeth, look. <laughs> <laughs> He'd start trying to holler at one of them and couldn't yeah. figure out. Yeah. Which, which whichever know, one of you did it,
3: get in there. <laughs> and then it's like everybody's got amnesia. I don't know. Yeah, right, yeah, huh? That ain't my dream. drink. Okay.
0: Another, I guess, funny, uh, semi-funny or something like that, my uh, my wife's grandmother was, was suffering with, with dementia. And she, My wife would come into the hospital room, by herself Hmm. no bells no light no light of recognition anything at all teresa come back out and they'd say okay hey you know i I was in the waiting room area and they said hey you can come in now so i'd come in i come in with her she recognized us right off
3: Hmm. you recognized the pairing yeah
0: yeah the pairing would recognize me right off and would recognize teresa Hmm. with me but would not recognize Therese Teresa alone. alone. Well, and Anyways. you know,
3: that's hard when you're looking at, um, when you're looking at, you know, what do you do when your parents don't know you anymore? Mm hmm. I mean, think about that. I mean, that's hard on people when your mom doesn't know who you are. That's tough. Um, you know, forgetting old memories. We talked about that. Um, not being able to complete tasks independently if you go visit your um loved one and they haven't had a bath and it's a parent um that's hard because how do you tell your mom hey yeah. you've been bathing you know that's a tough conversation how do you tell your dad that you know now my biological dad many of you know him ray he just say hey, i'm too fat to be bathing every day, you know. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? I got asthma. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Uh, he's just something else. But um, but when you start seeing those self care issues, you know those deficits and taking care of yourself, your parents, that's a red flag. Something's up. Because mm-hmm. even when even when we are sick we still want to bathe it makes you feel better you know when you Mm -hmm. got the flu you still try to get in and take a bath get the sweat off of you things like that but when you when you forget to eat or you start to lose weight you start to not bathe you start to have these utis and sometimes that uti or urinary tract infection is what saves them because they get in the Mm -hmm. hospital and we fix that but then we identify oh well they're not bathing and they're not Mm -hmm. and that's what kind of triggers the help um Now, risk factors age over 65, obviously, um, family history. if your parent had it, you got a first degree relative with it, um, you know, that is um, a risk factor. You know, my grandmother had it. My adopted mother, you know, it was her mother had it. She she has signs of it, and she don't talk about it. And she hides when she messes stuff, messes stuff up. You know, uh, my sister called me once and said, "Your mother, because it's always my mother when she <laughs> something's <laughs> going on." Of course, your mother's lost in town. I'm like, "What? <laughs> She's lived there her whole life. How's she lost <laughs> in town?" So I call her and she tells, "Oh no, no, no! I was going by the yard sales." And I'm like, "Um, it's wintertime." <laughs> no, nobody's at the yard sale. Ten cell. o'clock at night. <laughs> oh well, no, she's strict seven o'clock. Oh, you know? Okay, all yeah, right. She you know? she was on that. Uh, it's getting dark. I got to go playing. Yep. You know, um, but you know the other thing risk factors: cardiovascular disease, drinking, uh, smoking, high cholesterol. Um, you know, when we talk about drinking, one thing you got to remember is drinking depletes your thiamine sometimes. And thiamine, you can get Wernicke's encephalopathy, where you can't talk. Broca's area is affected. You can't really talk um, like you normally would. Um, smoking, you know, we've seen a great reduction. In fact, I, I don't really know. I'm thinking through my friends. Anybody that smokes really anymore, you know, used to. Everybody, you know, I mean, I know, I guess one person smokes a pipe, but, I mean, I don't mm. I don't really know anybody that smokes. You know, it used to be everybody did, and now... A lot of people have cut back. Um, traumatic brain injury. When we talk about sports, you look at some of those athletes. You know, when they're taking blows. You know, my dad was calling me and complaining about targeting, and I'm like, they should be calling that. You know that yeah. that mm-hmm. that is one of the best moves they've made. is to start calling targeting fouls, um, because look, when your brain's mush. I mean you look at and nobody wants to talk about it but Chris Benoit the wrestler his finishing move and we we've talked about wrestling is wrestling mm. is we have good guys and bad guys and it's a story and we're telling it and but when you dive off of the top rope head first and you hit somebody's shoulder, you know, as your move, well that's going to hurt your head. And when you do that every night for 365 days, because, you know, these wrestlers, Mm -hmm. when you start out, you wrestle every night. I mean, you're not the John Cena's that are showing up on Monday and that's it. And then every fourth Sunday. Um, You know, you do that enough. You look at the dynamite kid for the older people and part of the British Bulldogs. He ended up with severe brain injury and stroke. And now he was a mean person to start with, but Chris Benoit wasn't. And the outcome with Chris Benoit is, he he killed his family, killed his wife and his son, uh, Junior Seau, a football player. Same and, thing.
0: You know, there's no telling how many boxers. Oh, you know, yes. You know, Look thought, at Muhammad they Ali. They, they talk, talked – he had Parkinson's, yeah, but you they, know they, he they had traumatic brain injury. You know, they called you know, they call him being punch-brunk or something like that. Yeah. You know, one of your – and one of your defensive moves is when you see a punch and you can't get your hand up in time, you drop your head and take, take the hit on your forehead because right. that's harder than your jaw.
3: And you're not going to bust like you yeah. would the brow or the you orbit.
0: Know, so you know, the, that's probably not going to knock you out as fast as the, the shot right. to the jaw and stuff like that and, and stuff. But then there is that rattling <laughs> – well, of the and brain it's, it's and like um, football, yeah. Now yeah. yeah, you know that was that was something we, uh, you know, early in my coaching career. We we went to several, you know, went to several clinics early in my coaching career, and that was one of the first things they started talking about. Even you know, twenty five, thirty years ago was taking the head out of it you know when i was playing you you were taught to plant your face mask right. in the numbers
2: yep that's what you know, we were taught
0: and you know or plant the face if you're going across put it under his armpit put your face right. mask on the ball and stuff like that and even the you know when i started coaching 25 30 years ago it was it was now let's you know let, let's get the helmet out of it the right. helmet's Safe there. tackling yeah. yeah get the helmet out of the situation now it, we didn't get completely out of it because we'd always t- talk about getting your head across the body which means you, you're going probably gonna catch that knee in the yeah. side of the head right. or, or
3: you hit that <laughs> neck yeah. you know yeah,
0: hit that neck area and, and stuff and, and but uh but yeah a long time you know most of the head injuries that i saw as a football coach were improper technique where they would drop their head hit with the top of their head or or something like that and um you know the, the equipment in football, and I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm an apologist for football. I still think it's a great game. I, I still think it's something that can help a lot of kids. Yes, there are some risks involved in it, right? And you got to know that going in. You know, going in, there's some risk involved. The equipment nowadays is ten times is better. ten times better. Yeah. Well, and, and Cole
3: uh, had a concussion. They did the Oklahoma yeah. drill, and they were a little too far back. Yeah.
0: and and practicing techniques have improved you know like you said the oklahoma drill and stuff like that and you know a lot of times coaches you know we've we've learned that if you're going to have heavy contactors get them closer together so they don't get the momentum so much or you're beating on over it's not so much the one big blow it's the hit after hit after hit. hit after hit after hit that gets them and so coaches have learned to 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 practice without the repetitive hitting right. and, and stuff, and still practice technique, and still practice safe, you know, safe tackling, right, uh, and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, watch your coaches, you know, because this does contribute down the road.
3: Yep, it does. Uh, and, and you know, there's a limit. What six, and you're done. You know, six concussions, and you're done. I think it follows you all the way through. Yeah, there. Uh, if probably, you're honest, I, if I'll you're honest with, with people, you, as a coach, and I dearly
0: yeah. love this sport, but. I would say after your second or third one you need to reconsider yeah, your but, but
3: I'm talking about even from youth forward, like Right. I mean know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying yeah, you know anytime I mean, you've had one more in th- the pros that you've had more like, than You're two. two if yeah. you've had
0: more than two, you know, overall in your right. entire career you might want to reconsider because you're you're become you become more susceptible to them. Well, and you and, got
3: like Cole. His came from they did Oklahoma drill. They had him a little too far, far back, right. and they got a running start. And he's yep. a big old boy, and the other boy was a big old boy. And, and the trick they is get low. Their head, you get lower you than get the low, other guy, yep. and and he come tough. over to the sideline, and yep. there was nobody home. I was like yep. Cole, and he just staring again, at again. The, and anyway, it's a black protective thing the, over the, his the helmet. The big
0: thing now they call, to, you know, which I think is one of the best things that's, that's happened to the game is called the concussion protocol, mm-hmm. uh, where you've got to pass certain cognitive tests. You know, right. they uh, with the high schools with with the certified trainers at the schools and stuff, they give every player on that team a baseline test at the beginning of the year, to where they have a comparison. You know, this is what this is what you do when you're normal when you're right. right. And then, if there is a suspicion that you might have one, right. then they know how to test off of that and compare off of that. And you've got different. to pass, yeah. and you've got to pass those protocols before they even let you think about getting back on the field. We and played. I think that's one of the best things that's ever happened to the game. Um, and as we get better at it, we'll, uh, you know, as we get better at, at diagnosing it and, and treating it, yeah. it'll well, make it safer and safer.
3: We played uh, Cornersville one time, and Ray Stockstill was there head coach down there and Ray's dad lived right behind us Everett and uh, Louise's mother and um, they had a player named Bodie Welch and Bodie was this big old bull of the woods middle linebacker and he took a hit and he, what he was trying to do was hit somebody but he took a lead right. and I remember Coach stockswell and this is how bad it was back you know, I'm 43 so this was what 28 years ago maybe he was stunned and Coach Stockslin said look y'all it's it's Bodie. He's always been dumb. <laughs> That's horrible. All right, so we're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about the common types of Alzheimer's, and then the one thing I, I really want to hit on is things we gotta rule out before we mm-hmm. get to this diagnosis. We gotta talk about polypharmacy or how many medicines older people are on. You know, benzos for nerves and pain, those are those are fine in small amounts, but what happens is when Granny goes to the doctor and leaves with 120 Lortab and 90 Xanax, that's a problem.
0: Or forgets what she's taking.
3: Well, combine the, that well, with the forgetting. About that one yeah. Too, so. so, all right. We'll be back. We'll talk about Alzheimer's, um, vascular dementia, Lewy body dementia, frontal temporal dementia, and the mixing of it. And um, then we'll talk a little bit about the treatment, but I think it's a good show and... Um, you know and shout out to all the caregivers man because that's that's a tough job but we'll be back right after the break guys Here we go hey folks it's chandler anderson from the right care primary care and pediatric clinic Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office.
5: For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. I love this station. I absolutely love this station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is
0: the best station. <laughs> You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee.
2: I'm like scotch inside a
1: This is the Chandler Anderson Show, presented by Right speaking my mind when I'm better off by my mind.
3: All right, guys, we're back talking about dementia. Um, The most common type of dementia is Alzheimer's. 60 to 80% of cases are uh, Alzheimer's. Um, It's a terrible, terrible disease. Um, You know, these, these patients have trouble remembering recent events that occurred minutes or hours ago. You may be with your loved one, and they see a neurologist, and they give them a set of words, and they ask them to remember those words. And then five minutes later... They don't know, you know, or you ask them to count backwards and they can't do it. They can't do that higher function and count backwards by seven. Um, You know, it it, older memory, you know, so the recent stuff kind of leaves. And then as you get further along, the older memories go and they don't know who the kids are. And that makes it extremely hard on caregivers. And, you know, and sometimes folks get personality changes and you have a wonderful church going can't beat them christian lady that's suddenly dropping every profane word she's ever heard and that's hard for the mm-hmm. caregivers and that's that's hard on kids you know uh, that are often the caregivers because mama's now suddenly got a sailor's mouth turned yeah, turn know. into a monster yeah yeah and but we, you know alzheimer's is You know, we we really don't know why um, Alzheimer's happens. We don't have a good explanation. We know uh, acetylcholine plays a role. Um, There's some talk about um, Kappa stuff and all this other stuff, but um, we don't really know. And as it progresses, they start to get difficulty walking, talking, taking care of themselves, expressing their needs, and that's where you run into the wife who can no longer take care of the husband. And the husband... Who no longer can take care of the wife, and and it's heartbreaking to see that. You know, uh, one of the great things that I see at Unity and um, you know Liz Vernon, I was telling you about a couple of weeks ago. Um, she is probably the best um, mental health nurse practitioner I've ever met. She's there's a great team there. There's Liz, Selena, Lisa, Doctor Mean. They're just really really good um, at empathizing with that family Mm -hmm. and you know one of the great joys of it it's it's almost like when cancer patients ring that bell um, when they take their last treatment you know it's it's a yes but they bring these folks in the family do sometimes and the family's just so devastated that they're having to do that you know they're having to put their parent or their aunt or their brother somewhere where they don't have any control, you know, they do team meetings and things like that and family meetings, but um, they have to give that up and they feel like they're letting, letting that them person down. Because yeah. uh, I remember my grandmother made my mother promise don't ever put me in a nursing home, but my mother eventually had to. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Unity is a hospital, not a nursing home. Right. But just even for that short 10-day stay yeah. to get their medicines right and things like well, that. Well,
0: unfortunately, the term nursing home ha- has ended up with a negative yeah, connotation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's it's really not fair. I mean, they, right. they do their best. you know. But I, that's why a lot of places now don't even use the term, you know. Yeah, extended a rehabili- care facility. Extended yeah, extended care nursing facility, re- yeah. rehabilitation facility right. and, and, and stuff like that. So um but yeah i I can remember the I can remember the pleading don't you know right i'd rather you shoot me than put me there you know well, and, and, and well, no dad you know or you know mom or whatever we're not right. going to do that, but you know uh yeah we we, but, we understand your wishes and right, stuff.
3: but getting these people turned around and able to go back home, even if it 's for two or three months more yeah. the the happiness that's oh, on yeah, the that's face a, of those family members when they leave is amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. and that's, um, a, that's a huge accomplishment. Well, Unfortunately, and, there's a lot of times that...
3: And I don't think people yeah. know that unity is there. It's at the old Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Um, they... Um, they do tremendous work there they they take care of people with dementia they take care of people with depression i mean we see all kinds of Mm -hmm. folks and they have a really good staff and they're people who live here you know they they know the people they're taking care of they take great care of them Uh, and we get people from all across the mid-state area even down from alabama sometimes and um that I just can't say enough good things about them. They do great work. And sometimes, you know, I'm the medical guy, so I'm always, Liz is listening, but I always say, I'm just the help.
2: You know,
3: they're the deciders, as George Bush would say, yeah. I'm just the help. But, um, you know, every now and then I'll get to pick up on, like we're going to talk about in a minute, like thyroid mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, ooh, their thyroid's way out of whack. And you fix mm-hmm. that and they get better. Or you treat their UTI. And they're better, um, you know. Again, Alzheimer's having that first degree relative with it increases your chance significantly—that ten to thirty percent chance that you are going to get it. Uh, vascular dementia—that that's essentially where you are having decreased blood flow to certain parts of the brain. And you know, as we talk about this, um, the frontal part of your brain is your personality that uh, you've you, you heard of them doing lobotomies and Mm -hmm. things like that to change people's personality Um, you know you got the memory part of your brain the hippocampus Mm. part you got the cerebellum which really your balance Uh, and then you've got your higher functioning supertentorial regions well when you don't get blood flow to those those areas don't work you know um so vascular dementia is about 10 percent of cases and that's due to strokes and blood flow and those symptoms can vary because it really depends on which area is not getting enough flow if it's the frontal Mm -hmm. lobe you're going to see personality changes um you know if it's you know some of the higher decision making areas you're going to see them have trouble doing their bookkeeping doing things like that um it, it's really tough, and it really depends on where that blood flow is being obstructed. Um, Lewy body dementia is one that, um, you know, it's it's similar to Parkinson's because they get movement problems on top of um, on top of um, the memory changes. Cognitive, yeah. They get the ambulatory trouble or ataxia is a medical word, and they get balance problems um they start to fall they break their hip you know they break their femur they break their shoulder because they were just off balance mm-hmm. and fail uh, and you know when you're an older person you don't want to have to call your son or daughter and say "Oh, i fell again you know um mm-hmm. uh, because you know i felt you know when i when i was in the hospital i felt like i was a bother to terry and molly you know because they you know took me the night before when i woke up in the hospital i was like whoa what am i doing in the yeah. hospital do i have covid like yeah what, what what's Boy. going on you know because i
5: last time I, no knew I was in my
3: room <laughs> well last time i knew i was in the car yeah. you know i mean yeah. i went from my car apparently to the hospital and then admitted and i wake up and i push the button and i'm like can somebody tell me why i'm here, here. <laughs> you know and i was like please tell me it's not covid they're yeah. like no, no no i was like Ooh. so um but, um, you know, I somebody just texted me. Apparently, again, I thought it was 1999 and I was giving them down the road about this COVID thing. <laughs> I might as well have been one of those people on Facebook. <laughs> I apologize to the wonderful staff at Murray Regional. They took great care of me because I didn't. Have anything bad happen? Uh, Lewy by dementia. They also get that daytime sleepiness, and you see that sundowning, and you can see that with all the all the Alzheimer's uh, or all the dementias. It's sundowning; they get worse at night, and they're up rambling in the house and wandering in the house while the family members are trying to sleep, and that they end up falling, mm-hmm. they end up hurting themselves, they get outside, you know, and that's dangerous. You got mm-hmm. an 80 year old woman walking down the side of the road. And if you're in a, a rural area, you got big trucks yeah. coming down through there. You know, I mean, it could be dangerous for them. Um, you know, frontotemporal, frontotemporal dementia, um, that's the front and the sides, you know, uh, or the front of the side, change in personality and behavior. And they may do embarrassing things. That's where you may see males start to expose themselves. Um, one of the most common things we see in older men as they start, Exposing themselves to people for no reason. And they're embarrassed after it happens. Or they say something and then they regret it because they, oh my goodness, I can't believe I said this and there. But it's where that impulse control leaves, you know. Um, But, you know, vascular dementia, back up to it, it's one of the big ones um, that can cause, if you get decreased blood flow to those areas, mm. cause that impulse control to leave. You know, and you know, I always say, look, some of these people just lose their filters. They probably want to say this a long time to their mother in law. And, you know, they they uh, pull that filter out. <laughs> yeah, take that filter away. And, you know, like, like my friend just said here, you got a preacher that's suddenly groping people, you yeah. know. And, Uh, Back to Louis body, you also get hallucinations with that, like very vivid of kids (laughs) and dogs and things like that. Um, And that's scary to people, you know, um, to see things and believe that those things are there. You know, one of the common things I hear is, there was a man standing outside my window. Now think about that. If you're a little 80-year-old lady that's 120 pounds soaking wet and you see Chandler Anderson standing outside your window, Mm -hmm. Well, that's scary. I mean, that's scary. And they do things to try to protect themselves, but they end up falling, uh, hurting themselves.
0: Or hurting somebody else because they think they're being Being stalked stalked or attacked. Or or
3: they don't recognize their son who comes over to check on them. And I have a friend up in um, Gallatin. Her husband, he had Alzheimer's, and he didn't recognize her, and he was trying to kill her. And the yeah. police came and I mean, it was not good, and it, it's really just sad um, and the thing is these people aren't acting out just act out they're scared they're scared because yeah. they don't know what's going on.
0: Well their perception is is they're right. under, they're under attack or, or somebody's trying to hurt them. It's right. a, it's, that's their perception, so it's the now we go back to the most basic you know responses fight or flight right, and exactly. i can't and i know i can't run so right
3: <laughs> you know when we talk about testing for this you know they're imaging things ct mri mri generally shows atrophy in alzheimer's the brain just looks like it's gotten smaller um vascular dementia they're going to show the old strokes that are there um lewy body they've got um generalized atrophy but there's preservation of the hippocampus part of the brain the memory part um and the the medial temporal lobe kind of where your temple is back a little bit um you know with frontal frontotemporal temporal dementia for some reason i can't say the words um you get atrophy in the air and kind of all areas but for some reason one side atrophies a little more than the other there's left right asymmetry there um But before we start doing all these MRIs, we really got to sit down with these patients and look and figure out, is there some medical reason this is happening? Like I've said, urinary tract infections is the big cause of confusion in older people. I always say it's a number one cause. But then let's break open these 30 pill bottles. Um, You know, you go to one doctor and they give you blood pressure medicine, cholesterol medicine, diabetes medicine, then you go to the specialist and they give you this and this and this. And then you go to this specialist and the cardiologist gives you this and this and this. And then you go to the Walgreens and you see a sign that says memory improves with CoQ10 and this and this. So then you're taking that. And the truth is, folks, and and as providers, it drives us crazy when people go, I read that package that they gave me at the Walgreens. Please don't. You know, or I Googled, no, please don't do that either. Because if you take two medicines, they have an interaction. There is some, you, you're as you add medicines to your pill bottle, you know, your little box, mm-hmm. your chances of interaction become almost certain.
0: Which I, you know, I'll go ahead and kind of make a plug there to, you know, one of the reasons why you want to have one or a consistent pharmacist. Mm-hmm. who knows what you're taking, who has on record what you're taking, where, whereas if you go to three or four different ones, they right. may not necessarily always communicate with each other. Well,
3: and they're not and, connected. Right. That's polar alert. All pharmacies aren't connected. Mm-hmm. All providers aren't connected. You know, one of the things that's frustrating is when a patient comes in and goes, oh, you should know what I'm on. Aren't y'all all connected? Okay. No, <laughs> we're not. You know, I know that, that's the ideal but you know we're just not um but look uh, you know steve simmons he's a retired doctor in town one of the first things he would do is throw their medicines away and start over and so many people would get better because they got off all that stuff
0: sometimes before before the next regimen starts right just getting off the medicine sometimes
3: and you got to look at are they urinating are their bowels moving what what's going on because that can make people agitated if you can't poop or if your Mm -hmm. bladder's holding in urine Mm -hmm. and and that happens as you get older men Mm -hmm. your prostate um women can get little polyps and their urethra it acts like a ball valve and it basically will close off and they can't empty their bladder um you know again are they really depressed Did something happened their spouse recently mm-hmm. died and they're just depressed you know those things can look like a dementia um but we're gonna come back and talk about um some of the workups uh, another thing is syphilis i know people don't like talking about those kind of things but syphilis you know hitler had syphilis it will make you go crazy You know, and your first sign's a painless canker on your genitalia. So a painless ulcer that you don't know's there. The next thing, you get a rash from head to toe. Well, you go to the doctor and they go, oh, that's a virus. (laughs) You know, syphilis in old people is common and you got to get that RPR test drawn. So we'll be back. We'll do our person of the week and then we're going to talk a little bit about how you treat um, dementia. Folks, the Right Care Walking Clinic, located in front of Walmart, is open eleven to eleven every day of the week. If your kid gets sick when you get home from work and your child needs to be seen, but your provider's office is closed, come see us. We see children, adults, geriatric folks. Folks, we've been open ten years and we stay late so you don't have to wait at the emergency room to get the care that you deserve. The Right Care. We're open eleven to eleven every day in front of Walmart, Columbia, Tennessee.
1: Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. 777.
4: Don't let your pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Health's physical therapy team can aid in your recovery from surgery, injury, or illness. With seven locations, state-of-the-art equipment, certified therapists, and proven techniques, you'll have everything you need to recover quickly. And Murray Regional Physical Therapy has implemented enhanced measures to keep you safe while working to improve your quality of life. If you need physical therapy, let one of our experienced therapists be your partner in recovery. Learn more at therapy.murrayregional.com.
6: This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. the Chicken Man, a.k.a. T. Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee.
2: I'm like Scott, inside of gold bands. I'm like Eastside, Towns, and I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue.
1: You're listening to The Chandler Anderson Show. Contact the show via text at nine three one four four six
2: seven eight six five. for everyone. In a time full of war we be Time for the doubt, just believe.
1: Cut off. Yeah, there
2: ain't that much difference between you and me. In a time for of war, will be peace. In a world full of hate, be a light. When you do somebody wrong,
3: make it right. All right, guys, I want to take a, an opportunity to mention a group of people who. Are tremendous um, folks. They do really, really hard work. Uh, I see mostly the day shift, um, but I want these folks to be recognized as the people of the week. Um, there's a group of uh, ladies at the Unity Hospital. They are the, I forget the official name, their patient care assistants or mental health techs, I think is what they call them Miss Stacy, Miss Holly miss janet miss cora uh and so many more of them they're just wonderful people and they help take care of these folks that are scared that are having an acute psychotic episode they treat these people with dignity they call them by their first name because that's what people um that's so what people go by. You start saying Mister Anderson to me, I'm thinking you're making fun of me because of the movie the Matrix, you know, or you're talking about my dad, you know. But um, it, it's it's amazing the ability that um, these people have to take care of these patients. Um, if you think about it, the nursing staff there, Connie and Davita and. Uh, Rachel and Little Rachel, as we call her, we have two Rachels that work the same shift, which <laughs> that's always fun. I said, Rachel, and said, oh, you know, um, you know, Joyce, you know, Harlan, uh, Brenda, um, Deborah. I mean, I could go on and on. All the wonderful people out there—they um, just work really, really hard to take care of people in their what's sometimes an embarrassing time for them. You know, to know that something's not right and that they need help. Uh, I almost think sometimes it's easier to have a physical injury than it is to have a mental injury. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's God's work is what they're doing out there. And, um, they're just good people. You don't see them getting frustrated. You don't see them getting angry. They, they know, you know, these people can't help what's going on and they want them to be, they want them to be better. Um, You know, they they do trivia with them sometimes, and it's remarkable what some people remember, and it wakes them up. They do singing with them, and, you know, COVID has kind of limited some of the activity stuff, but, you know, it's just amazing the work that they do out there at Unity, but the mental health techs just do above and beyond, and I just want to make them our person of the week this week because... They just do tremendous work, and they put up with me every day. So those are the real heroes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a challenge in itself right. sometimes. That's right. So, um, you know, a, a good way to differentiate between depression and Alzheimer's is, you know, depressed people get apathetic. Um, and they, if you ask a question, a depressed person will just keep saying, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Because they don't care to answer a question. Whereas an Alzheimer's patient is going to um, try to answer that question, they may give you fifty wrong answers, but they they want to answer your question, Um, and so that's that's one good test. Um,
0: But but doesn't sometimes those two things? Sometimes they they merge. They dovetail into each other. You get so frustrated that, you know, that you can't do it, that you just quit trying, right. you know, that you, you Well, know, they get frustrated you now, and,
3: and that's depression, and, right. but, you know, but, but you know and, but initially, on, right, yeah, initially, but it's brought on
0: by the right. problem with Alzheimer's, and it's, and now, now, now you've got both problems. Right. that initial
3: and, and, encounter, you know, where I'm sitting there asking, mm-hmm. you know, they'll try to answer, but. You know it's tough yeah, when just, you and, and I always say, "Look, I'm going to ask you a bunch of silly questions. It's going to seem silly to you. Just bear with me. There, there's
0: a reason behind it." I always, <laughs> I
3: always say, "They make me." You know, Doctor Natty taught me a long time ago. Just say they. You know, they, yeah. everybody knows yeah, who yeah. they is. Um, you know, ask them if they know where they're at. A depressed person is going to say, "I don't know." A dementia patient, yeah, I'm in Cornwall. I mean, they mm-hmm. they got the answer. You know. Um, you know the thing too is you got to keep people with dementia kind of stimulated when we start talking about um what do you do when somebody's demented? there's no cure for dementia um and I know that's hard for people to hear is that there's not a cure for this. We can slow it down a little bit with some of the drugs I'm going to talk about, but there's not a cure. You know, it's like telling somebody they have a terminal disease because essentially that's what it is. Um, It's not going to get better. We can slow it down, but it's not going to ever go away because now here it is. You know, uh, that's why it's so important to make it a diagnosis of exclusion, meaning you work it up to the hilt before you tell somebody this is how it's going to be. You know, um, there's a reason... Um, that we do these workups because we want to make sure we're given, if we mm-hmm. got to give bad news, we want to make sure we're right. right. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be out there telling people they have dementia or cancer and be wrong. You know, that, mm-hmm. that, that emotional distress you're going to put them through is just crazy. Um, so again, look at their med list. And the thing to remember folks, providers, especially is older people have decreased liver function. So they're not able to metabolize. Number one, let's back up a little bit. They have decreased um, gastric emptying, meaning the pills hang around a little longer. They have decreased motility in their intestines. That's why old people get constipated. Um, so that those pills are hanging around in the small intestine longer and getting absorbed. Then they don't get metabolized out in the liver like they should. And then... The kidneys don't function. Just about every patient I see has kidney disease. Chronic kidney disease, stage 3. You look at their numbers and everybody's stage 3 or 4, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're not getting rid of those medicines. So you can get a buildup, you know. And when you see people who come in and they have 30 medicines, it's like, well, of course they've got something, you know. And most older people have arthritis, you know. And the best treatment for arthritis is Tylenol. But if it's bad or they have rheumatoid arthritis, a psoriatic arthritis, what do doctors give them? Pain pills. Mm-hmm. You give a 90 year old tab 10 four times a day. It's bad news. Well,
0: you know, it and it's it's kind of interesting to me as a former teacher and, and so you got a person who's in the te- a teenager, 20s, 30s, even 40s and you say they're taking 20 20- 15 20 drugs at a time. What do mm-hmm. you call them? Right. An right. abuser. Mhm. But now you got these people that are 65, 70, 75. They're still doing the same thing. They're taking right. 15 20 25 drugs at a time,
3: but they're prescribed too, yeah. Yeah,
0: they don't know. Right. That, you know, we would call them an abuser. Well, that's exactly what's happening to them. The, the, whatever they're taking a lot of times probably you know I, I know it was with some of my family members it was unintentional right but it was abuse right it was drug abuse and had to well and get think, them off of it and to right. and, and and stuff like that so you know it's amazing how the outside perception of the person changes right. by by age right you know well and, the
3: the other thing to remember too Mike is they may forget that they took their medicine that was, that and so was, here yeah. they're taking two that, more Lord tab. that
0: yeah. or she would, she did not understand that once, you know, the, if the doctor put her on a new medicine, if he didn't tell her not to take the old medicine, she kept taking it. And sometimes it was a situ- situation where she was supposed to be changing medicines, not continuing this with. And so she ended up taking, uh, several, several medicines that were designed to take care of the same problem, just different ways or something. They were supposed to be different trials, and she was supposed to come off of one medicine to go on to another, and she never understood that part. Yeah. And So she just kept taking them all, and eventually it just really built up in her system, and and they literally had to, uh, you know, we kind of had to do it. Uh, not funny, but we kind of chuckled a bit, you know, had to do an intervention. <laughs> Right, right. We had to take her in. We had to, you know, So i got to take my medicine. No, no, you don't. (laughs) Right. You know, and, and, well, I don't feel good. Yeah, we know. We know. You know, we're going to be right here for you, but no, you're not taking any more medicine for a while. Right. And then once she got her system cleaned out, then the doctor could start paying attention to- Slowly adding back. Yeah, adding back. stick with one person. Right, and stick with one person who knew the history- and stuff that was the thing that she she kept going from one place to another and again they didn't communicate all the time and it just it it ended up being a mess well and uh,
3: and that's another thing that we run into is you know family members don't know that they're mom's going to four different places mm-hmm. you know and there's not communication that's where that primary care doctor comes in oh, yeah and where they need where to the be saying yeah they are. the primary care needs to be the gatekeeper for the specialist and They're be right. like okay yeah they put you on this but it may interact with this so we got to be careful um, you know it, it's it's amazing and what trouble people get into simply following the doctor's advice, but they just happen to have too many doctors. Yeah. Or going back um, to
0: the, you know, again, having one pharmacist who has your record on his computer right. and you get this new, you know, you come in, Hey, the doctor told me this and he pulls up your record. Uh, hold it.
3: Yeah, Let me call it. Let
0: me, let me make sure about this because these two, you know, these don't two things you're, don't, don't, don't mix, you know? And so where if you go to CVS one time and then you go to, walgreens or rite aid the next time that that communication isn't going to be there yeah it doesn't
3: happen um you know the best thing that you can do for dementia is keep the brain active um you know there's a reason that people with a lot of grandkids and pets and things like that do better than people who don't have there's a in here there's flies (laughs) everywhere right now i think Uh, it's that fruit fly season or whatever yeah um, but You're just um, too sweet, Chandler. There's a there's a reason that um, people who stay busy and develop some dementia do better because that neuroplasticity or the ability of the brain to mold and adapt.
0: It's like any other muscle. Yep, you, you don't just use stay
3: it. busy. Yeah,
0: if you don't use yep. it, you lose it, yep. and if you use it, it builds. Yeah,
3: and 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 that's a reason that um, we. um, you know that's the reason they have those group things you may you know when I said trivia earlier I'm sure some people are like what you know um, there's a reason that you know they do that you know Mm -hmm. um, because they want to jog that brain so people aren't sitting there staring at a TV all day Um, you know and that's the worst thing that can happen when you're older is just sit there and get isolated and you know family calls to check on you you don't want to bother them you don't tell them what you you know that you need something or you forget to eat you know, you start losing weight. I mean, that's that's what people end up dying from with dementia. Sometimes is they forget to eat. They forget to take their medicine. You know, and they end up just malnourished, and they fall and break something. They don't have that reserve to come back from that mm-hmm. event. And, you know, it, knocks, it would knock you and I down if we broke a hip. Imagine if you're 80 and you're malnourished, and you don't have enough protein to build back some of that muscle. Um, but medicine-wise, look, let me be clear. All that medicine does is slows down the inevitable loss of functional brain. And I hate to say that, but that's the truth. It doesn't repair it. We can't go back and fix what's broken, especially in the vascular dementia part. But uh, one group of drugs that they do use is... um, cholinesterase inhibitors that basically stop it slows down the breakdown of acetylcholine um, because what acetylcholine does is it's part of that parasympathetic nervous system it deals with the ability of the neurons to fire or their excitability and what we know is if you have more acetylcholine around that can make up for some of that brain atrophy or loss of functioning brain cells that you see with dementia. Um, acetylcholine is what they call a neurotransmitter. It's essential for processing memory um, and also learning. Um, but, you know, if you look at diseases where acetylcholine is depleted, myasthenia gravis. Those people move very slowly. They have trouble swallowing. Um, Things like that really are a result of the acetylcholine deficit. So these drugs are cholinesterase inhibitors. They basically quit uh, or delay the breakdown of acetylcholine or slow it down um, so that you have more around. These are the Ariceps, the Exelon. Uh, The unique thing about Exelon is they have a patch you can put on. So then you know if you took it. Is my patch on no. or is it not? <laughs> or if, if you do mom's meds, you know, a lot of times that's the situation you end up with is caregivers are doing the meds for their parents. You know, I'm 43 and I have a med pill box, you know, because mm-hmm. I forget. I'm just busy, you know, and I've got my gastric bypass vitamins, which are like a handful that I have to take, and then my heart health vitamins, <laughs> and then I've got my blood thinners and I'm like, oh, but, um, you have your meal before your meal. Yeah, man. my meal before my meal. They're like, take it with food. I'm like, this will fill up my gastric bypass. Your appetizers. Yeah. yeah. And, and the truth is, you know, these drugs that we consider, um, brain enhancers, it's kind of more for the family. It's going to do more for the family than it's going to do for the patient because it gives family members some hope that they're going to have their family a little longer and the decline is going to be a little slower.
0: And sometimes it's just a matter of, okay, if I give them this pill, I'm doing
3: something. That's it. That, Other it's than just action, sitting here. Right. Watching them decline.
0: Watch, watching them, you know, and, and, and that's.
3: Because imagine going yeah. to the doctor and me going. Yeah, nothing to do. Shrug, nothing to do. That's devastating. The appeal is hope, and sometimes hope's all they need. They just need a little bit of hope um, to carry them through. Um, But we're going to talk a little bit more about it. Um, So we'll go to break, and we'll be back.
1: This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7, W-K-O-M, Columbia. 3, two, one.
3: Hey, folks, this is Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Clinic, located in front of Walmart. We've been open 11 years there now, and 11 seems to be our magic number. We open at 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and we're open seven days a week to make sure that you get the right care you need. Come on by and see Caitlin, Kim, and Robert, and they'll get you the right care. Remember, we were there for you during COVID. We never shut our doors. Right Care Walk-In Clinic, located in front of Walmart, open 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day of the week. Remember, folks, we stay late so you don't wait. We'll uh-huh
5: Merry Christmas, everyone.
1: Whoa, hold on. It's way too early for that.
0: Hello, this is Rick and Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. It's already October and Christmas is getting closer.
5: Let Tillis Jewelry help make this holiday season a little less stressful. Did you know we offer layaway? Come in, select the perfect gifts for your loved ones, put 20% down, and then pay it off before Christmas. And you know we carry a great selection of -of one-of-a-kind pieces, vintage jewelry, diamonds, and more. Stop by and let us help you find that perfect gift.
7: started listening to your station and everybody likes
2: it. It's awesome. Yes, it's awesome. We absolutely love it. Here we go. I'm like Scott, she's out of road bands. I'm like B-side towns, man's and I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue.
1: You're listening to The Chandler Anderson Show. Contact the show via text at 931-446-7865. But I'm not for-
3: All right guys. You know, again let's let's use Delk as an example as we're talking about, you know, putting dementia putting a face with dementia. Here's Delk, patriarch, the leader of his family. Right? I mean he's a brilliant man, done well in life, and fifties seventy years he's been the leader of this family. You know, let's say he's ninety at this point. Uh, he's not 90, by the way. If you're listening, <laughs> Delica's not 90. This is hypothetical. Yeah, hypothetical. But it helps you put a face with it. And now all of a sudden, he's wiped out within eight months, eight, nine months. You think he's going to be angry? I would be. He's going to be frustrated. He's going to have despair. One of the worst feelings on earth is despair. Hopelessness, you know, feeling hopeless, sadness, you know. um, The best treatment for Delk and any other man in that situation is restoring any ounce of independence Mm -hmm. that you can uh, and preserving their dignity. Because I will tell you, I have had one occasion that I can recall where somebody had to help me to the bathroom. In my 43 years, it was after, I think it was after my surgery in um, Tijuana, actually. I had a drain and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And I felt so humiliated that a nurse was having to sit in the bathroom with me. I think I was seventeen, so that's what, four years mm-hmm. ago. I was 39. Think about that. And here's somebody having to sit in the bathroom with me and help me, you know, with mm-hmm. toileting. I mean, that's hard for people and so you know back to the the stacy's and the janet's and the coras and the hollies you know they try to preserve these people's dignity and and the people at the nursing homes are skilled nursing facilities jeanette york's my ma my nurse as i call her she's one of the best CNAs around Jeanette McKinnon was her name before she married Dwayne York the luckiest man on earth <laughs> I said man I didn't know Jeanette had vision problems you ended yeah. up marrying you but um you know preserving those folks dignity and any little choice that they can make what, what do you want for lunch here's our options you know those things are important and those are the things that keep people getting out of bed the next morning and fighting depression and okay i've got this but how can i still have some quality of life because when people give up that's when bad things happen and it really is they stop eating they stop drinking and they pass away and you know older people don't have the reserve that younger people do you know these don't you know their kidney function like i said is down their liver function is down they just don't have that reserve to come back Now, one of the sad things about dementia is sometimes that people have behaviors, you know, as we call them, or they they act out, and they don't know they're acting out. Think about it: if you think somebody's at the window and they're going to harm you, what what are you going to do? You're going to try to get out,
0: get out, or protect yourself,
3: or protect yourself. So, you know, if you think about that, um, if you're trying to get out. And somebody tells you no, what are you going to do? You're going to fight them. You're not fighting the nurse. You're fighting somebody that's keeping you from protecting yourself. Because the truth is, people who have psychosis because of dementia are scared. They're scared. They fight because they're scared. They don't eat because they're getting paranoid and they don't trust that the food is safe. They don't sleep. Because they're afraid something bad is going to happen, because some man standing outside yeah. their window.
0: Well, it's a very similar. You know, the, the, the things you're describing are very, very similar to what I've also heard about PTSD yep. for soldiers. Who, Absolutely, those are the very same things that are going through their minds. Um, you know, of course, now they're they're the reasoning behind it, the cause behind that's a whole well, is a different yeah. is a different thing, but it's the same it's the same fight or flight reaction to what you're perceiving. Well, I think that, that's about the this. thing is it's what what do you it's not what you're really seeing, it's what your brain tells you you're seeing. Right. And that's a you know that can be uh you know not knowing right. is is one of the things I talked with my students is, you know what are we afraid of as a human race? What are the, what's the most what's the most fearful thing we have? Well, loss you of
3: control—the the one, one thing,
0: the one thing we all fear, and it's the basis of all other fears—is the unknown, right? You know, why do we fear death so much? Well, we don't know what's on the other side right. of death. Why, you know, uh, what, what do you see the resolve of these patients who are, you know, cancer patients or others? Material—it's they said the worst part of it was waiting for the diagnosis. Once I knew what I was fighting,
2: yeah, I
3: was
0: good. I was better. Yeah. You know, granted, it wasn't an easy fight or whatever. It was the not. No, you know, little kids—they're afraid of the dark. Why? Right. They don't, don't know, know what's in.
3: They always under the bed. Okay, yeah.
0: so when you're looking at a dementia patient, and they're looking at the world, and it doesn't—they you know, don't know. They never
3: get that answer. They, yeah, so they don't, don't get that answer. Scared. And so,
0: the, yeah, so that 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 fight or flight fear, that fight or flight syndrome, is there, and yet that adrenaline is constant, and your body can't hold up to the constant adrenaline rush. Right i uh-huh. I think that's the thing that i've I've noticed the most with with that is is and, and being able to compare it to somebody who's been through a combat right. situation well, yeah you know, you know, like you said, the cause is completely different, but the the end result ends up being very similar
3: right well, the thing about this, our friend Jim york, you know Jim's a Vietnam vet, he's seen some terrible things imagine if he and God forbid he does imagine if he develops dementia, he's got probably some p t s d you add dementia on top of that. That's scary. He's going to be reliving that. We've had vets, and Man, I've seen the them only scared memory he remembers is that. Yeah. Is that yeah? yeah I mean it's and, and so you know what you got to do is think about it from what do you think they're seeing? You know what are they seeing that we that we aren't? You know, um, you know well that's why I
0: said a while ago. It's not what's what's really there. It's what your brain tells you. Right. Is there. Right. And,
3: you know, and, and again, if if you're not sleeping, that exacerbates mm-hmm. that. I mean, you can get paranoid now if you don't sleep, you know. Um, but, you know, how do you maintain people's dignity and independence? Give them a little extra time to get ready. You know, the problem is – every nursing home seems to be short you know everybody's short right now mm-hmm. we went to dollywood rides were closed and there were signs up this ride is closed due to staffing you know this ride is closed because it's we working don't have staff. but we can't put right. anybody there to this, run it this restaurant is closed because we don't have enough staff you know um nursing homes are not immune to that and so you know they're taking one tech is taking care of 20 patients sometimes 12 patients maybe is a better number imagine bathing 12 people and getting them up but if they give them a little time sometimes just picking out the shirt they want to wear and don't give them 50 choices make it easy do you want this red shirt you want this green shirt you know what do you want for lunch turkey or you want a cheeseburger? you know just let them be who they are meet them where they are Um, they already feel bad and if you rush them they're going to feel even worse because then it's going to hit them again that their brain is not working. You know, the other night, you know, I said, you know, I was trying to figure out how to describe it to the kids. I said, it sounds like, because I still, Mm -hmm. sitting here right now, other than what Terry and Molly had told me, I don't know what happened. You know, um, my brain broke. I mean, that's the only way to describe (laughs) it. You know, mine fixed itself. Yeah. But with dementia, it doesn't. You know, it's a crack that gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then eventually it doesn't work anymore. Um, but give those people time. Give them simple choices, but they're still able to make a choice. You know, they're still in control of something. Because, again, losing control is hard. And and the fear of the unknown, where is this going? Um, you know, other things, Namenda is a drug that's out there. Um, it decreases the nerve damage to the brain by binding to the N-methyl-D-aspartate receptors, hence the name Namenda. Um, it basically slows down, again, the progression. Uh, for behaviors, you know, people acting out, you know, things that help. Seroquel is a drug that people use. Seroquel is good for sleep. I. It's amazing. When I started losing weight, my sleep problems went away, um, you know. I used to have terrible trouble falling asleep. I'd be up to three, four in the morning just because I couldn't go to sleep. And you know what I do? I'd go eat, and it was put more weight on. You know, I mean, I was five hundred and forty pounds up at two a.m. eating a box of Fruity Pebbles. You know, I mean, because I had nothing else to do. But what it would do? It'd send my blood sugar up. I'd get sleepy, and then boom, I go to sleep. Um, but Seroquel is a great drug to help people sleep sometimes just getting them sleep helps um i always pick what dr natty is you know there's multiple doses of seroquel 12 and a half 25 50 100 um you can do a 15 25 i think for 75 but anyway he said uh here i'm gonna write you this 25 of seroquel and that's a low dose right man i slept for three days <laughs> i woke up and i was like i feel great but Man, it's Thursday.
0: Call you Rip Van Winkle, huh? Yeah, I called
3: him. I said, man, what'd you do? He said, do you sleep? Said, yeah, he said, you're pretty sensitive to medicines. We might have to back off. No way. Like I'm like taking 6.25 of this, you know. Melatonin yeah. works. You know, Nemenda at the beginning plus, um, you know, combining that with Aricep uh, at the beginning uh, can help slow things down. Uh, getting these people sleep is critical. I mean, just... Getting them sleep is critical. Melatonin works. Lavender. You know, there are people into essential oils. Jill Crotch, if she's listening, she was a um, student of mine, an old friend of mine, too. But um, she used to come in with essential oils on, and they would give me headaches. And she was my NP student. I had to make her go somewhere else. I had to make her go to the walk-in. I said, look, that stuff you're wearing has made my head hurt. I, you can't be here, you know. Um, but keep... Keep those people on a schedule so their body gets that circadian rhythm back and gets in gets in order. Um, you know, CBD, it works for people. I mean, it does. We've talked about that before. Um, I don't know that you want granny starting smoking cannabis at 94, but, you know, well <laughs> little weed never hurt anybody, you know, medically. Um, now, I will say this. The drugs to stay away from. Okay, so we talked about the drugs that h- help slow it are the cholinesterase inhibitors. They decrease how fast your body breaks down acetylcholine. So those are cholinergic drugs. So they're, they're drugs that are anti-cholinergic. So they, they take away acetylcholine. The problem is they're over-the-counter, some of them. The number one drug that gets people into trouble, have you ever had trouble sleeping, Mike? Have you ever taken yes. over-the-counter meds?
0: Very rarely, because I have a prescription now for oh, that. Yeah. Well, but
3: before that, though, um, did you ever take Tylenol PM? No. Uh, I, I, what's in most of those? Um, what's in most of those um, sleep medicines is Benadryl. Benadryl is an anticholinergic. Dries yeah, I've you? Taken, up.
0: I've taken Benadryl for other right. causes, well, and it for knocked me allergies out. Yep. and things
3: like that. So it's an anticholinergic. So it'll make Alzheimer, it'll make dementia worse because you're taking mm-hmm. away that acetylcholine. Um, you know what's a problem that older people have? Urinary incontinence. Mm-hmm. So the doctor may put them on ditropan or Detrol, anticholinergic. It'll make their mm-hmm. dementia worse. Um, you know, Nyquil. Anticholinergic stuff. Um, you know, you go to the doctor and you say, hey, mama's not sleeping, she's got dementia. They put her on amitriptyline Guess what? Messes up acetylcholine, makes them worse. Um, they get diarrhea. They put them on a modal to dry them up. Well, it's an anticholinergic. Makes it worse. And and so that's the problem is that you it's you end up chasing your tail, like I, you know, um, you give this medicine to fix this, and then you end up giving this medicine to stop to the side effect that, of that. Yeah. You know, it's like metformin. I always tell my metformin story. Um, when I first became diabetic, and I'm not now, thankfully, uh, and and to all those doctors who want to tell me that I'm diabetic, I'm not. My A one season the five. So thank you. My foot has mm-hmm. healed. Um still not going to run any marathons, but you know it is what it is um you know I took metformin, it gave me stomach upset, and run into the bathroom, so then they gave me a medicine for that, which made me nervous, so then they gave me a medicine for that, which made me sleepy, so then they gave me a medicine to keep me awake, and I thought, Oh this just because I'm diabetic, you know just because of metformin, what? So, you know, that's the tr- That's what we call polypharmacy. But you see how easy that happens, right? Because oh, yeah. you go to the doctor, well, we want to fix what the problem is, but pretty soon we are the, the problem.
0: problem. And patients, you know, they want that magic pill. Right. You know, they want that, that magic, you know, the magic bullet, the magic pill or whatever that's going to make everything better. And sometimes it's easier to prescribe the pill than it is to say, no, you're just going to have to well work through this. And, you know, here's some things to work through with. You know, not that they're just leaving you on your own, but, right. you know, oh, no, just give me a pill. <laughs> give me something well, to take and let me go home.
3: I go and, back to the opiate crisis. It, part of it is J.C.O. and how's your pain. The other part is it takes 10 minutes to tell a patient they don't need an opiate. It takes two minutes to write one. And that's where providers contributed to this opiate mm-hmm. problem. It takes longer to say no and explain why than it does just And it to also, write it. sometimes there was a And they lose it. a patient. Yeah,
0: yeah. There was a that, that patient, and there was also that patient that argued with you. Right. You know, that I need this. I need something here. You know, what, what are you going to give me? You got to give me something. Well, I always tell I people. Came I came to you for help, and, you, and you're not doing anything, you know. Well, I you know.
3: always tell people, I am not your legalized drug dealer. Sorry. <laughs> you know, if you if you do need it, then great. But sometimes people, people don't. So we're going to go to break. We'll be back, guys. We'll have a little more conversation about this. I think it's been a good show. Hey folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office.
5: For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. I love this station. <laughs> absolutely love this station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best,
0: best. It is the best station. <laughs> You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia,
1: Tennessee.
2: I'm like Scott, it's
1: This is the Chandler Anderson Show, presented by Right my am better
3: Alright guys, we're back talking about dementia and some of the things that cause uh, cause it. You know, the different types of dementia. uh, Some of the treatments for it. Things to stay away from. um, Remembering to treat the patient as a person and not a disease. A couple of things I want to touch on is um, alcohol. One thing we gotta think about. um, And look, I'm not going to pull any punches. I drink I drink Jack Daniels and Diet Sundrop. That's my nightcap a lot of times. Sometimes it's on the table when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> you know, apparently, I mix it a little too strong. But uh, <laughs> my friend just texted, "I drink." Oh, I know. <laughs> um, God bless Abby for being able to drive at seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, and it's not just men. I mean, pe- people need to remember. When you're working these people up, ask them in a way that doesn't make them feel bad. <laughs> I'm not reading that text on there. <laughs> uh, um, that don't make them feel bad about drinking because you're not going to get an answer if you do. Mm. You know, um, sometimes you can drink yourself into a, a neurological problem. And then you wear your thymine out, your folate, and all of a sudden you have a neurological problem. Um, It's the excessive, you know, drinking. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, a lot of people deal with depression, trouble sleeping um, by drinking a whole lot. And then you pass out and you can sleep. You know, I mean, that's a legitimate thing I've seen is that people don't want to take Ambien. Because when you take Ambien, you drive sometimes and not know that you've driven. Mm-hmm. It, you know, People walk in their neighborhood naked. There's very mm-hmm. low incidence of that, but it happens. I've seen people who drink because they can't sleep. When that person gets older, A, that's going to affect their liver, so they're going to metabolize mm-hmm. drugs even slower than they would as an elderly person. And two, their thymine is going to be Out, you know, and so you're gonna have to, um, you're gonna have to replace that. And magnesium puts you at risk for seizures and arrhythmias. But think about that when, you know, people are behaving differently. Is has their alcohol usage worsened because maybe they forgot they had their morning eye opener and they had another one, Mm -hmm. and their blood alcohol's two hundred now. You know, uh, check the alcohol cabinet check the liquor cabinet you may find that the problem is that granddad's drinking too much because he forgets he's drink already because um, you know as somebody who enjoys a good drink if you mix them just right you don't know there's alcohol in it <laughs> you know um the other thing is covid you know i know we're all tired of covid i know we are <laughs> but think about that patient with early alzheimer's that hasn't told their family that lives by themselves that's 70 years old and is afraid to come out. You know, I haven't been to see my dad, Ray, and I think I went last month, but the reason is we went on vacation. So I didn't want to pop over there after going to Dollywood. You know, we were vaccinated, Mm -hmm. but, you know, he has bad asthma to the point he has COPD. You know, before that, I went to the Old Miss Alabama game. Well, hundred thousand people <laughs> you know a I, 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 slight, I, slight chance of yeah. exposure i mean I, i'm vaccinated and i don't get around people anyway like i got the personal space yeah. issue and these arms are three feet you know <laughs> so if i can kind of measure it out yeah. i know where you need to stay you know um but went to a concert <laughs> went to alan jackson you know the last thing he needs is for me <laughs> popping in hey, hey me and COVID are here to see you um you know one of my my relatives she I've said all along, how she doesn't have COVID is beyond me. Well, she finally got it. You know, I was like, well, you win. (laughs) But she was she's one of those kind people that just visit everybody. I'm like, you know, visiting all these old people is a terrible idea right now. (laughs) You know, like you're like that. But it's the one
0: thing they want you to do. Oh, I know. But
3: like you're the angel of death going house to house, like stay home. But um, anyway, COVID has really affected people's mental health. Yeah, and and we have seen post COVID um, delirium, where people had COVID, and now they're they have this behavior problem where they're not acting like they normally did, um, and they've had a mental change from it. And we know COVID is thrombogenic or can make clots, and well, it also it has affect, ravaged the elderly,
0: uh, doesn't it uh, affect your your oxygen level yeah it can drop your oxygen level and you don't get enough oxygen up into the brain you get confused you you got some other issues there uh yeah
3: so elderly people have been told to stay home by their doctors and they've done that they've stopped going to church they've stopped going to see their grandchildren there's depression you add a little bit of dementia to that and that's a bad combination because they don't want to ask their kids to come to help because they're afraid of getting COVID. you know again another reason to get vaccinated because you're less likely to end up no. on the ventilator if you are
0: you've also got this this older generation that are they're the probably the last generation that is not i'm going to say computer comfortable. Right. they're not and able so, to get on there. and so the you know everyone you know Younger than us are going to say, well, hey, you, you got Facebook, no, you got no, 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 not no. Facebook, but uh, excuse me, FaceTime, and you've right. got and, and you've got Zoom, and you've got Skype and stuff right. like that, that you can at least see somebody and talk mm-hmm. to them. <laughs> Number one, you can't touch them. That's, <laughs> right. that's 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 a big thing. But you've also got this generation. You know, uh, my mom's one of them that just. It this doesn't make sense to them, and so they shy away from it.
3: You got a generation that and doesn't need to be on Facebook. My yeah. mother's well, on not, Facebook, I, and, I, she, I, and I wish I
0: hadn't <laughs> said Facebook. But it was I was talking see, about the video. Uh, no, I, was I talking about you, the yeah. video idea where you can video conference or, and talk to them face to face, which helps. And it's something that our generation and younger is more and more used to, right. but the generation before us. Which is now the ones that are fighting this right. dementia issue? They're not very comfortable. Plus, now they're they got to remember a password to get in the to Remember the password. They got to remember the procedure to get the screen to work. And and again, we're back to that catch twenty two right. problem. I can't remember this, right. so I just get frustrated and right. quit trying.
3: Well, I saw a meme the other day that said, uh, "Don't tell me my password is too simple. So is my memory. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, you're right. My uh, My mother, my adopted mother, God bless her. She, my daughter, keeps up with her. I, I I, I had to just boundary that Mm -hmm. out, you know. But um, she created another Facebook, which means she forgot her password. So instead of resetting (laughs) it, she just makes another one, and now her name is Mary Anderton instead of Anderson. (laughs) Like what is?
2: Like Abby's like, look,
3: Nanny has made another Facebook. I'm like, oh God, why? But, um, yeah, you know, I'm like, what in the world? Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. That's a great point, Mike, is they don't know how to do yeah. the FaceTime. And like Ray, if I FaceTime with Ray, I have vertigo. He gets to rock in the phone. I'm like, Hey man, I'm about to throw up. Cause I feel like I'm on a roller coaster, yeah, quit, quit, you know, holding the phone, put it right, on, the stand put it on a stand <laughs> or he'll put me on speaker and I hear myself echo and I'm like, I can't, look, I can't do the echo, yeah. Man. but, um, you know, I, I, dementia is there. The, the only things we can really do is identify it and treat it. You know, treat the behaviors. The symptoms, yeah. The symptoms. It's not curable. It's just not. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Unity. Unity is at where Rosewood uh, used to be. It's 1400 Rosewood Drive. They treat or uh, we treat patients who have aggression with with their dementia they're wondering they're exit seeking they're leaving the house even if they're in a care facility like assisted living or nursing home skilled nursing facility whatever extended care facility whatever you want to call it if they're exit seeking or they've had a behavior change or their meds have piled up on them sometimes the first thing you know liz and some of the others will do just take those meds away and let's start fresh. Like we talked yeah. about Steve Simmons, so, threw meds away. People used to tell me that, and I'd be like, I used to think, man, I bet you throw my medicines away. No. He did the exact right thing. Yeah, it may cost them a little bit of money, but at the end of the day, you know, it it, it probably saved their life. Mm-hmm. Um, to be eligible for admission, patients have to have a requirement for an inpatient level of care for behavioral problems. For example, physically or verbally aggressive behavior, agitation, wondering, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get out, depression or severe anxiety that's related to um, that cognitive decline, um, threatening behavior, inability to attend to basic or central care needs, um, dangerous wondering uh, behavior, um, you know what it's not is um a place where they do ECT they don't do that you know there it's not a intensive inpatient program it's not a drug and rehab place mm-hmm. it's for elderly folks who are a danger to themselves or others um they may be having suicidal thoughts but they don't have a 644 mm-hmm. mandatory thing um You know, their meds may need titration or um, they simply may need um, their meds figured out or they're doing some inappropriate behavior. You know, granddad exposed himself the other day. Um, Their mission, you know, straight from their packet is to provide compassionate, uh, high-quality health care and outstanding service that enhances well-being and exceeds expectations Uh, ages 55 and older who are experiencing emotional cognitive or behavioral symptoms um you know um family sometimes needs a break they're just exhausted i mean it's not respite you know but sometimes they can't fight that you know battle anymore um you know my friend just texted me look Tell them we run it like old folks. Community, food, games, fun. You know, it's not a resort, folks. Well, but, but sometimes, it, sometimes it,
0: your family also, if you're young enough in the family, you've got to go out and make a living. Right. You know, to, and, you've got to be able to pay for stuff.
3: Right. And, and, and you know, sometimes you need that three pay, yeah. three day hospital stay to yeah. get into long term care. We take Medicare and most all insurances out there. Um, you know, if Kristen's our intake person, the number guys, if you're listening is 931. 548 1380, Kristen, Aaron, Robin, Donna. Um, those are all people who help with that process. Um, they start, what's amazing is they start discharge planning the day the patient is admitted. Melanie's a discharge planner. That tells me how awesome they are is that they're trying to figure out what the plan is for home the day that patient comes in. That we direct admit from home a lot of times to avoid sending a 70 year old to the emergency room where they may get COVID, mm-hmm. you know, all, old saying is that the emergency room, well, look, if you're not sick, when you go in, you will be when you leave <laughs> because you're exposed to everything, you know, nothing that the hospital is doing wrong. It's just, you're going to a Petri dish. Um, you know, it's, um, we try to treat the patient with the family involved, the treatment team that they do, they get the family on the phone. What are your concerns? You know, um, the families are involved with that treatment plan. You know, what do you feel comfortable with mom going home with? Does mom need uh, home health when she goes home? You know, does she need a social worker to kind of follow things? They have a great program out there. I can tell you, Liz calls every every family member and talks to them. Selena. Lisa, they call the family, um, and they're conservative. That's why I'm there. I mean, if they were just Mm -hmm. pushing pills on people, Chandler Anderson wouldn't be there. Anybody that knows me knows that. They practice less is more. And we try to figure out the root cause. I can't tell you how many times I found a little medical thing. We've tweaked it a little bit, and Liz has tweaked the medicine a little bit, and boom, we got a new person. They're back to granny. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so... That is in this community, folks. You don't have to be hopeless. You know, I see them every day. And the psych providers see them every day. It's a hospital. It's not a nursing home. And they're seen every day. And we're on top of behaviors, you know, cognitive decline. You don't have to go to Nashville. You don't have to go to Vanderbilt. You, it's right here in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Hatcher Lane, you know, uh, Dr. Amin is the psych medical director, great guy. Dr. Natty Duran is the medical medical director. And, you know, we check labs on everybody and we get them tanked up and ready to go. And people do really well. And, you know, there are people there that I think are just tremendous people. And um, we are... Fortunate to have this in our community, and I don't think many people know it's there. I mean, Mike, did you know before tonight that we had? No, in fact, I in thought it the, I, I, knew,
0: I knew of the Rosewood uh, right. group, and I also knew that you were working right. with, but I didn't know where it was. Right, I didn't know uh, where it was involved. It's so, right but,
3: there off Hatcher Lane. You know, yeah, I know exactly a, where yeah, it is. There's an uh, intake sheet. Yeah. Miss Kristen has done a phenomenal job. Kristen's one of the best human beings on earth. She literally will tear up sometimes telling Liz about a patient, Mm -hmm. I'm just the help. Liz always gets mad at me when I say that, but I always tell the patients, they're like, can I go home? I'm just the help. You know, you'll have to ask Liz. I'm her assistant. But, um, you know, the team out there is tremendous. I mean, the nursing staff, everybody involved, the activities, people, social work, everybody. So folks, if you have a family member with dementia, um, they have some psychiatric disorder bipolar disorder you know it doesn't go away when you get older you know it's still there depression that's bad where people aren't taking care of their needs anymore give them a call at unity 931-548-1380 miss Kristen's intake person robin helps with it brenda helps with it donna aaron just a great group of people folks um there's there's Lots of things we can do, and we don't have to give up. So y'all take care. We'll be back next week. Mike, good to see you. Good to see you again. uh, Glad you're back. Try to stay healthy. I'll try to do the same. (laughs) So we'll see y'all. Y'all take care.